like thunder I can see the clouds breaking in front of me And there won't be much keeping us under But I don't ever want to go back to where I used to be And welcome to episode 16 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I'm really creeped out at the moment because I'm recording it in the kitchen with the guest and Rich is in the next room and I kind of feel like I have an audience and it's slightly making me nervous. So yeah, in the kitchen, eating cake and drinking booze, is my good friend Phil. Hello people. Yeah. Do you feel slightly embarrassed? A little bit. I'm getting quite, I'm going quite red. I don't know if that's because the oven has just been on or the booze. Or the rich in the living room freaking me out. I think it's probably a combination of three. He's waving at me and it's disconcerting. See, I can't see him from where I yeah, sit. Yeah, see, so. I think we should swap seats. <laughs> Although the cake is by this seat, so you know. Oh, yeah. There is That's, that. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm the alcohol, though, so... Anyway, yeah, welcome to the parlour. Thank you very much. I feel like it I've ruined the illusion that it's, it's actually just a kitchen, but... But what a magical kitchen it is. It is. It's got, you know, booze in Doritos. And we just had a turkey drummer sandwich. There's whiskey and there's me, so I'm happy. Indeed. Oh yeah, happy World Whiskey Day, everyone. It won't be by the time this episode comes out, because... Every day should be World Whiskey Day. <laughs> it is in your life, well, isn't it? six out of seven. <laughs> Maybe. Is it Sunday, your day of rest, or...? No. 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 <laughs> I like the eighth day of the week. <laughs> anyway, pop culture, Phil. Go on, you're the guest, you get to start. I'm going to eat this cake. <laughs> You basically just wanted to eat cake first, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I do yeah, like yeah, cake. Yeah. Cake's awesome. It's Thornton's cake, so it's fancy. Well, I suppose uh, Iron Man 3. Yeah, go Should on. Should we then. delve straight into that? I'm going to have to do the spoiler warning, though, aren't I? Because yeah. there's like a really big bit in this film that we're blatantly going to talk about, and it's a massive fucking spoiler. And to be fair, if I'd have mean, heard about mean, this. We're not allowed to tell people that Tony Stark is Iron Man. Shh. Sorry. Phil? Okay. You're ruining it. We might as well just stop now. You've just fucking ruined the whole thing. I'll have that effect, then. Um. Oh, and I've dropped cake on the ground. I took it and threw it on the ground. No, we're going to spoil the bejesus out of this film because, uh, frankly, it's too awesome not to talk about in quite a lot of detail. Um, That's what happens when things come out in the UK first. Fuck ha! In your face, America. And with Star Trek and stuff. Ha! Ha! <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, go on, Phil. Talk about it while I eat this cake. <sighs> Would you just sit here for like an hour and a half and you're just going to eat cake and I'm going to talk? I'm not going to eat all four. All right. Some of them are for you. Some of them. Maybe. Maybe Maybe half of that one. Maybe half of cake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Good. Good. I just think it's the best out of the solo films out of all of them so far. Ooh, controversial. And I think possibly over after many rewatchings, I might prefer it to the Avengers. But Mm. that's... Maybe down the line. But no, I, I was really happy with it. I mean, from the start, from the opening line, you could tell who the director was and, you know, you could mm-hmm. tell 
Anyone that's seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I love that film. Straight, well, yeah. How can you not? Because it's amazing. Exactly. You know, you you could tell the director straight away, and and it worked. It really set the tone, different from the last two. But I, I felt that was what better it than the last two. Oh, yeah. I went there. Well, number one was good because it was mm-hmm. just Robert Downey Jr. just being introduced to the to the to the uh, greater fandom. Number two, it, it it was entertaining. It was better than Captain America. It and definitely Thor had and Iron Hulk. Man in it. Definitely. It just didn't live up to the potential. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, but this one totally redeemed it. And um, I think definitely finishes off the trilogy nicely. Mm-hmm. If, uh, as uh, rumoured reports are, that damaging is having nothing more to do with it. I, um, I think... Sorry, I really should stop eating the cake. I think that Downey Jr. will probably not be Iron Man again. But it, I wouldn't put it past him being Tony Stark in things. Right. Like, i.e., you know, Avengers 2 and other such cameo type appearances well that, that's maybe. the thing I mean for, for a lot of it if you are having the Avengers you could just have the CGI armour uh-huh. for a lot of it and it you know depends how many scenes he was prepared to do or how much he could get for it but. I suppose no I really enjoyed Iron Man 3 as well I, I, I've got to say that when a film opens with um, Tony Stark monologuing which you don't really expect and the song Blue Dabba Dee Dabba Da I wasn't really expecting it to go anywhere very good okay so I was quite happy by the end, especially the the post credits bit because that was kind of brilliant. Really? Yeah, because it kind of I I'm not the kind of person who can see Tony Stark ever monologuing about anything. So the fact that it turns out to be a sort of therapy session with Mark Ruffalo is kind of amazing. It, it made sense, and obviously it it, it justified the, the the start and mm-hmm. the same monologue. But after all the credits, and there were fuck time. There were so many credits. credits. There were more so, credits for this than the Avengers, I swear. You know, you, mm-hmm. you thought that the post-credits thing was going to be a bit more vital to kicking off the next phase of Marvel Cinematic, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, or whatever. But I suppose. But given the fact that they're quite obviously telegraphing Iron Man not being around much, there's not a lot they can do, really. I guess. But hey, let's talk about the big thing, the Mandarin. Let's do that. Okay. What did you think of this twist? I really enjoyed it. Me too. I thought, um, obviously, in this current... What's the word? War on terrorism that's ongoing and whatever. Yeah. It was a more believable thing than someone with magic rings and, <laughs> and let's face it, Green Lantern failed, so that's kind Nobody of... Nobody wants to see magic alien rings because yeah. it's silly. You know, you, you get in trouble when you have a magic ring. <laughs> I don't think you meant that the way that it... Or maybe you did, it's you. Maybe I did. It came across... Yeah. No, to, to those who haven't actually seen it and are still listening to this podcast for some reason... The the big spoiler is that the Mandarin turns out not to actually be uh, a terrorist or a guy wielding magic rings and causing havoc. He's just some dude named Trevor who has been hired by a different guy to sort of masquerade a bit as a terrorist to take everybody's eyes off the actual plan, which I thought was kind of brilliant because um, Ben Kingsley was amazing. Ben, oh, it so and it, it references <laughs> Croydon. I mean, come on. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. As soon as I saw that, I thought Phil you know, would enjoy that. Every bit. single American's going to be like, what? Where? Where is this place? What is it? Croydon? And it's basically 90 percent of people in this country are like, what the fuck? Because it is Where is Croydon? No, I thought it was I thought it was a really good and I didn't see it coming at all, and I'm so glad that they managed to do that without it getting spoiled all over the internet or the trailers or whatever, because so many films now have like basically every important part of the film in the trailer that it just kind of becomes redundancy yeah, in the film. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to avoid watching a lot of trailers mm-hmm. um, online as well. And it's like stuff with liking things on Facebook and following yeah. TV shows on Twitter, etc. I, I, I'm really reluctant to do that these days because 
every now and again they'll just try and post a photo and do something. And... Yeah, Brian Fuller live tweeting Hannibal. Fuck you, <laughs> you bitch. Anyway, <laughs> that's another story. Uh, yeah. No, I am. I am quite amazed that they genuinely didn't. That that wasn't a big deal in the trailers and things because I think that's the kind of thing that would actually ruin the film. And I was. I, it's probably the first time I've been genuinely surprised by a film. I guess because of. You know, the age of the internet. I sound really old now, don't I? Well, you know. In my day, we didn't have the internet ruin all these films. <laughs> but it's like, because I mean, when it was in pre-production and when it was all being done, I think Guy Pearce was one of the last names to be announced for it, I think. Ben Kingsley was right up there as the villain sort of straight away. So everyone was presuming that he was going to be, the, you know, the Mandarin was going to be the big bad of it all, which is what I think, again, made the twist even better. Uh, and Guy Pearce played it superbly, and you know a lot better than his acting role in Prometheus. So, I still haven't seen that. Yeah, well, shall I not bother? Yeah. It's, it's fine <laughs> if, if you don't. If you, if, you, if you view it as an independent film and you uh, that has no bearing at all on the Alien universe at all, then mm. it's it's fine. Yeah, it's a nice little jolly sci-fi romp. <laughs> romp. I like romp. the word romp. Well, yeah. in terms of Guy Pearce, I the like the only thing that I wasn't sure about in Iron Man 3 which kind of threw me off was they really played it up like um, because obviously at the start of the film he's a bit of a sort of greasy mess Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe him Um, like you know glasses and weird teeth and just greasy spotty lanky hair he's just an actual mess Yeah, Um, and when he turns up a bit later in the film he's you know he's all in a suit and he's no longer spotty and his hair's been cut but he still has that face, and they make it kind of out like Pepper Potts would like contemplate cheating on Tony Stark with this guy. And I'm like, no, look at him, look at Tony Stark. Oh, but that would never happen. I'm sure there are women out there that prefer Guy Pearce to. Well, they're to all stupid and all blind. No, I, I can't really say. I, just, I thought that was really weird because they really played it up like she was like totally hook, line, and sinker by him, and it was like, well, yeah, he does look a lot less of a mess than he did before, but he still looks a bit of a mess. Still, that guy. I can't really, you know, comment yeah, on that. Yeah, I, I suppose that it, you need a vagina to have a comment on that. Not necessarily. I guess, maybe. I keep getting distracted. Rich is playing the Scott Pilgrim game, and I keep getting distracted because he he goes through like little stages of furious button pressing, like he doesn't know what what to do, so he's just jamming the the thing with his hand. You and it's. Press the button when you get attacked by a oh well, you look like you're having some sort of fit. So, um, but thanks for explaining. I feel better now. It's, I'm, I need to like. I don't think they can actually hear that. So no, it's, it's I don't. For the but, best. Yeah. Oh well. Um, yeah, Iron Man three. But I mean, we've, I mean, have you read the the um, Warren Ellis, Ali Granov? No. Mini, well, I should. Series arc that this, the extremist stuff was based on, and I think a lot, a lot of that was. I mean, Ali Granov's art, beautiful. Oh, um, Warren Ellis, one of my favourite writers. Um, with regards to the sort of technology aspects and the social commentary aspects that he puts puts in, and I mean he doesn't have a lot to do with superheroes these days for various reasons and fair play. Um, but I think I think that translated really well the the, mm-hmm. uh, the extremist people and things. And I am um, I really enjoyed the humour of the film as well. I think well, like one of my favourite bits was such a throwaway line, which was when um, Tony's trying to escape from Guy Pearce's little like dungeon type thing he's got him in and he's like blasting the shit out of everyone and some guy like a henchman with a gun sort of runs in takes one look at Tony Stark drops it and goes I don't even like these guys anyway and just runs out and I was like that, see that's what I'd be like if I was an evil henchman because it's Tony it's fucking like, Stark um, what was his name in the uh, Cable and Deadpool series Bob Agent of oh I love Bob that, Miss that Bob. reminded me of that to be fair but um, I think yeah the, the humour aspect was really good and I think one of, one of the things that I 
that cemented the fact that I, I liked the film was I didn't hate the little kid in it. Yes, I hate child actors. They're terrible usually. I'm but... not going to go that that strong. But yeah, no, you, right. you, you look at like I don't know Shia LaBeouf in. in he in, can fuck. Well, off. yeah, in uh, mm-hmm. Constantine and, and, and I haven't seen that still. Uh, I don't know what to do about uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. because I'm. Everybody said that it's not a bad film if you pretend that it's not Constantine. But, how can ya? It's called Constantine. And obviously, you know, he's significantly older than that. But it, the child didn't annoy me as mm. much. You know, there were there were funny lines. And, and Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. spoke to him as Tony Stark. Yeah. Albeit, you know, alcoholic Tony Stark at times. <laughs> when he was just really blunt. You know, yeah. But, Sometimes but, dads leave. You don't have to be a pussy about it. Exactly. <laughs> it really worked. And, and, and that was, yeah, fair play to the screenwriters. Mm. I think I need to see this again, though, because um, it seems like one of those films that I'm probably going to notice other funny things about it when I go and see it again. I mean, did, did you watch it in 3D? Or? IMAX 3D. IMAX 3D. Baby. See, I just, you know, plump for common older 2D, as I like it. But, I mm. mean, it, again, that's the thing. A lot of films these days are shot for 3D, and it, there, there are scenes in it that are really forced. Mm. You know, we're having this scene so we can force the, the, the 3D. There didn't seem to be that much in No, this. like watching like... it in 3D, I didn't. there wasn't anything that sort of happened. That, For example, I saw Star Trek in IMAX 3D as well, and there's a scene right at the start of that film where like an indigenous people are throwing spears, and it is literally like they are going to hit you in the face, yeah, and yeah. I actually jumped in my chair because I'm that much of a prick. And yeah, I, d- it, I, d- I was if... just looking at that, and I was thinking, that could have looked so cool if they were just flying by at different sort of like depths. But if, if, if that wasn't in 3D, that scene probably wouldn't be in the film. Yeah. If, if you get me. But, probably well, not the way that it was, yeah. no. But with Iron Man, there was, there was nothing where mm. it looked like I was missing out because it was in 2D. I would so. recommend seeing it in IMAX 3D, though, because I'm, I'm not a big champion of 3D because I tend to sort of hate it because it's darker and it's shitter and the glasses hurt my face. But IMAX 3D is better because everything's a lot sharper, I've noticed. Because I've seen... What have I seen in IMAX 3D as well? Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, that was good. That was really good, and I think it. There's definitely like, there's definitely room for 3D, but it needs to be top quality 3D, which to me is what IMAX 3D is. I've said 3D too many times now. It's like obviously we get certain films they they film it and then they upscale it to 3D, or Mm -hmm. some stuff that's it was written to be in 3D, and it works in that way. I'm gonna put a cake over there. Moving the cake away from away from me as far as possible. Yeah, Yeah. I mean if you want one, I will pass them back. No, 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 I'm not gonna come to any woman with cake. Uh, I, I learned that. I did buy ago. individual capes so that you could have one. Okay. I'm kind of like that. Well, you were, okay. <laughs> oh dear. Oh man, I'm going to have to finish this bit. It's really stodgy. <laughs> so, I know you were just saying that you don't particularly pay much attention to trailers if you can help it, but I would imagine that having seen Iron Man 3, you'll have seen a few trailers like the ones that we saw. So, I wanted to see what you feel about Man of Steel, Pacific Rim, and Elysium if you've seen the trailers. I haven't seen the one for Elysium. Mm. I haven't seen that yet. Um, I did not know that was a thing that was existing in I've, the world. I've, I've heard because it's, it's the guy that did um, District Nine, is it? Yeah. I can't pronounce his surname, so yeah, yeah, Summit. yeah. But no, I, I, I'm intrigued by that. But I, I'd say I haven't seen the, the, mm. the trailer. Um, with Man of Steel, uh, when the, it first, all the first production shots and all the first images came out, it was a bit, uh, uh, especially after the, the absolute. Abomination train wreck that was Superman Returns. <laughs> Who likes to pretend that, that doesn't was exist? Practically an abortion of a film. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> you may need to cut that bit out. Um, nah, but yeah, but uh, after Man of Steel, everyone was a bit, mm, um, especially after obviously you know Green Lantern as well and the whole studio. But every, I think every image they've shown, every sort of mini trailer or mini teaser, it, 
it's got more excitement a bit more and it mm. actually looks like this could be a, a pretty damn decent film. Yeah, that's a film I'm going to definitely see in IMAX 3D because just the trailer was making me want to do a sex wee. It was so good. Just, I'll make sure I'm not sat next to you. Yeah, yeah it's a probably... Bit, a bit further away. Yeah, it's just a couple of seats away. That'd be fine. A couple of rows up as well. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be in Downstream. the rows. No. No. Um, no, I... Yeah, oh... Man of Steel. I'm so excited for that film. It's almost stupid, and it's one of those things that um, I wasn't. I mean, I was excited anyway because, like, with, for me and Rich, I am much more uh, a Superman fan than he is. So, like, it was always going to appeal to me more. But I've never been like such a Superman fan that I'm like, I've got to have every book, I've got to see every film. Like, I didn't see um, Superman Returns at the cinema because it looked crap. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah, and, and, and it was. And it I mean, was I think crap. everyone knows it was crap. It wasn't quite Catwoman standards, but... I still haven't seen that, which I'm, yeah. I'm glad to say. Yeah, yeah it, it's worth watching, maybe, possibly. Really? When I'm really it, drunk? Well, you know, as long as you don't pay to watch it, it's fine. Okay. Um, I tried to watch Batman and Robin when I was really drunk, and it really sobered me up, and I got quite mad about it. <laughs> it makes Batman and Robin seem like a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> what, Catwoman? Yeah. Oh, wow. But, um... <laughs> no, I mean, I think I can I can count on like one hand the number of Superman comic stories I've actually enjoyed. Mm. To be fair, I mean, um, so yeah, I've never been a, a great fan, but obviously the, the original films sort of hold up a, a, a nostalgic place. But mm. so yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I like that they're not going with Lex Luthor as the main baddie in it because I think it's um, kind of played and. I can't. I think it was Christopher Nolan who said that he feels that Luther is the kind of guy who would sort of like meticulously study Superman and stuff first. Like he wouldn't just immediately go, I don't like the look of this guy, plans to kill him. That's the thing, like, yeah. I mean, if you introduce Lex Luthor as the first villain straight off the cuff, it's like anyone after that's going to be a bit weird, you know. So if yeah. you have sort of Zod first, and especially with what may or may not happen with him, that, that makes more sense. Yeah, I am very excited. And then, of course, like there was the trailer for Pacific Rim, which made me want to do another wee. Um, because Charlie Day. Yeah. Charlie Day. I love Charlie Day. I don't know, uh, like, from what I've seen of him in the trailer, though, it's literally just two bits of him looking up at the sky. So I don't know what kind of role he's going to play, which is intriguing me, because if it's a fairly straight role, I don't know how I'm going to take it. <laughs> yeah, I, I will be there just throughout it, just waiting for him to say something stupid. Or... Yeah. Have just waiting for Danny DeVito to pop on screen <laughs> and eat sausages out of his pocket. Yes, there's probably a lot of people who don't know what we're on about That's right now, and I'm not, I'm not going to explain no, it. No, no. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. So, oh, if you haven't seen the trailer for Elysium, then that's fair enough, I guess. And you haven't seen Star Trek either, have you? I haven't. I mean, I'm not. I'm 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 weird generally. Well, it's, it's, it's apparent <laughs> well. to anyone that knows me, but I'm I'm not like a die-hard sort of geek. Mm-hmm. I have geekish tendencies, but I don't. I dip my toes into many, many pies and mix metaphors. <laughs> um, but you know, there, there, there's no one sort of subject area or one thing that I'm obsessive about. And so I've probably seen all the Star Trek stuff, but it's a case of it's been on. I've watched it. Mm-hmm. I've never gone out of my way to to watch it or paid to watch it. Yeah, it's always been on the TV. See, um, I've never really watched any Star Trek before the last film mm. mostly because i'm not good with older shows because i keep expecting them to have the sort of production levels of shows that i watch now right. uh, <laughs> which yeah, is that's... like it's really hard for me to get into a show when i'm just thinking that looks like it's made out of cardboard and that looks like it was stuffed with cotton wool and 
yeah. But um, but I think going going back to old stuff, it's it's kind of good in a way, well, from my point of view, because you you know what you're getting and you know how long it's going to go on for. Mm, you can you know you can true. sit and watch seven series, seven seasons in a month, you know, back to back, and not leave the house if you're that way inclined, yeah. sort of thing. I almost did that with Dexter. I think I did like five seasons in about a month and a half. But then Dexter's, it's still ongoing. So when you're caught up to date, it's like, yeah, I've got to wait that. a week for the yeah. next one. I've got to wait Ugh. a week for the next one. And then I've got to wait six months or a year for the next season. And then will it be renewed? And mm. will it, you know, if you, if you watch like classic Star Trek or Next Generation or whatever, you've got that whole package of XYZ, a whole story. Mm. I feel like I should, like eventually, because I've really enjoyed both of the Star Trek films. Like this last one. To be fair, this last one had Benedict Cumberbatch in it, so there was probably very little room for me to dislike it because I love that guy. And not just because I find him super attractive, uh, even though I do. Um, he is probably one of my favourite actors at the moment because mm. um, I'm just addicted to Sherlock. I can't well, I mean, wait for that to come I, back. I, I've seen, obviously seen the trailer and I, I know you know, obviously what role he plays in it and mm-hmm. from what I've seen of it, he, he plays play it well. Uh, and I mean, the, the first reboot, the, the first film was great. Mm. And as you say, it's, it's got you into it despite never having watched Star Trek before. So it, it's, you know, banged on the job. job and, yeah. and that, you know, that's why they pinched him for Star Wars as well. Because yeah. if, if he can do that and erase the memory of the first, well, the, 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 late, <laughs> the last trilogy even. Yeah. I still have yet to watch Revenge of the Sith. Right, yeah. You I feel like I should times. now. I feel like I should because it's, um, it's you know. Just cut out the first hour, watch the five minutes of Yoda fighting, then cut out the last hour. <laughs> and, that, and that's pretty much it. Just Yoda bouncing around with a fucking lightsaber. See, that sounds cool. But if I have to wade through an hour of garbage to get to it, then I don't, yeah. I don't know whether that's going to happen. I think it's... it's no, let's let's not dig up that that, that, that memory. <laughs> let's not let's not go there yeah. again. Yeah, so Star Trek, go and see that because it's okay. good. Um, like one of my favourite things about it is the fact that it looks so real. Like you know that that ship doesn't exist and it's not flying through space at warp speed, and that these planets don't look like that because that's like probably some studio in LA or some bollocks. But it looks like all the effects are so good. That you are like, there's no one bit in it where I've I've looked at it and thought that doesn't look real. So is, is it part of it where they blow up? Is it London or does some you know the equivalent of? It's like London in like twenty three fifty or something. Yeah. But I've forgotten the year. You can probably tell. Yeah, yeah, it was that year in the future sometime. Yeah. Uh, and does that bit look authentic? It looks proper tits. Yeah. yeah, I need to stop saying tits as well. Well, yeah. oh, that's good though. Um, tits are good. <laughs> yeah, I have been made aware of this. Um, yeah, I'm really running low on things to say already, and we are only 22 minutes in. That's not good. That's fine. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel. See, I can't really talk much about Star Trek now because you haven't seen no, it. No, so no, no, no. Just go for it. Go for it. No, 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 just ruin it. Ruin it. Well, there was a bit that made me have a little cry almost. Tell, um, tell, tell your, view, your viewing listening public. <laughs> viewing. It's a pretty good job they ain't looking because well, they just yeah. see me like covered in cake. And drinking this Southern Comfort. Um, no, I I don't want to spoil that bit actually because it was uh, it was quite heartfelt and lovely. But it was a Spock moment that I thought was really sweet because um, I know the whole point of Spock is that he's a bit sort of emotionless and super logical. So it's um, nice to see that he actually does give a shit about things <laughs> and people. Um, and does Zachary Quinto pull it off well? I think so, but then again, I don't have Nemo in my head. If that makes sense, like there's probably a lot of people who are like, yeah, 
That would be weird. I don't know how I'd deal with that. Um, he makes another cameo, actually, and I'm starting to get to the point where I'm thinking, we can't really keep doing this, can we? Is there a cameo from Shatner? I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember know. one. Don't Was there, Rich? Was there a cameo from Shatner? He's shaking his head at me with a look like he smelled a fart, so no. Nice. That's definitely a no. Um, but yeah, I would definitely, I would recommend going to see it simply because uh, it's amazing. Rich... If I'm remembering rightly, you thought it was better than Iron Man 3, didn't you? He's not in his head. I've, I've seen other people say that as well, yeah. 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 I mean, I didn't, but I think it's because I've got more invested in the Marvel Universe and Iron Man and Avengers and all that pants than I have in Star Trek. So I thought Star Trek was really good, yeah. um, don't get me wrong. And Simon Pegg was really good in it too. He had a lot more of a part to play. Right, that's um, good. His accent still upsets me a little bit, but like nowhere near Hugo Weaving's German accent in cap <laughs> levels. So, <laughs> well, Jason Statham's American accent in anything. Yeah, <laughs> we saw like literally five, ten minutes of Transporter earlier and yeah. could not figure out what he was doing with his voice at all. But there was a tra- oh, what was there was a trailer for a film that's got Will Smith in it. I think it was called After Earth. I've got go and watch that trailer. The film looks like garbage. It's got his right. kid in it as well, like, and it just looks like absolute garbage. <laughs> but he does such a bizarre accent in it because every now and again it sounds like his normal voice, and then he'll just say one word really weirdly. <laughs> it was really throwing me off when I was watching the trailer in the cinema. Yeah, I can't say I'm Will Smith's greatest fan ever. Really, to be fair, he was. He's all right in things. Like he doesn't. St- he doesn't stand out as being like either really good or really bad. But he's just there, isn't he? Well, everyone's just there. <laughs> he just exists on oh, film, yeah. I guess. Or yeah. does he? Maybe. I don't if you leave the room, does he disappear? Does everyone disappear? <laughs> I, wish he, I wish he'd just disappear entirely, because <laughs> then I wouldn't have to worry about whether or not I want to see his terrible films. Okay. Um, but are his children in the film with him, though? Just the one, Just I the think. one, huh? The one who was the karate kid that didn't do karate. <laughs> Fucking. That was a ridiculous remake, was wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Hilary's wank. What? Um, no, no. no yeah, Did you yeah. see the remake of the Karate Kid? No, I couldn't bring myself to. I mean, I've never, I've never been a big fan of the Karate Kid films anyway. But it's like when you're going to remake it and teach the kid fucking kung fu and call it karate, you've just made a mistake in films, really. The kung fu kid doesn't really work. Well, it's more it's like accurate. The Milky Bar kid. <laughs> I mean, not. The Milky Bar kid was quite creepy when you think about it. It's because he was strong and tough. Yeah, and he came around giving sweets to children. Anyway, <laughs> I think I might be getting well, a little bit tipsy. Sinister. I think it's all this Southern Comfort that I'm going to continue to drink. Because, That's good. Oh, Southern right. Comfort and cake, yeah. Ooh. You're heading for a crash at some point. I oh, know, it's going to be some sort of mad shit. Oh, I bet that really sounded on the mic, didn't it? Look at that. That's where I put my glass down. Spike. Oops. It's going to take some editing. That's all right. It's not vomit. That's true. I don't like doing that at all. I think I talked about my epic hangover, didn't I, in the yes, last episode? You did. Sorry, guys. And you haven't um, had wine since. No, so I'm about, I'm really that's scared like two of months. it. Yeah, I'm really scared of it now. But it's okay to drink random other things in weird quantities one after another. But let's never go for wine again. Well, yeah, straight whiskey. <laughs> I'm not going to do the straight whiskey oh, because it's yucky. Okay. It's not a drink for ladies. It's not a drink for ladies. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are ladies out there. Continue to drink my. Pe- well, there probably are. Time. And I'm not really a lady. Your words are anyway. anyway. Hey. Um, <laughs> Phil. Hello. Handing it over to you now. Yeah, handing it over to me. Because I've run, I've 
almost run out of notes. Almost, yeah, see, that's, I, I know what you're going to talk about, though, so I'm going to find somebody else to talk about. Yeah, go on. Um, Hannibal. Let's talk about Hannibal. Um, I need to do like a redaction or some sort of correction. I'll I'll step away for this bit. You're going to get yourself some more rum? Oh, yeah. Do it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, apparently, according to my lovely husband, I fucked up when I was talking about Hannibal before because I said that Will Graham was a cop and he isn't. He's like, what is he, Rich, technically? He's some sort of FBI consultant, psychology weird guy. That still doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but... It makes more sense than him being a cop, but being actually mental, I suppose. But he can't be part of the because he's too mental. But why can he be a consultant then and actually go to crime scenes if he's so mental? That he doesn't can't. make that's sense. Why, that's why I got the other woman to watch him. But she wasn't there all the time, was she? She's supposed to be. She advised him to be with other cops or FBI agents. She advised him not to go in the field yeah. or whatever. Did she? Did I miss like a really huge swathe of the start of this series? I don't play Candy Crush Saga that much. I really do. That's not the point. What was the other stuff that I got wrong? Because you were yelling at me via text. Was that it? Yeah. See, now I feel like I was like really being a dick, and it was actually just that one thing. Oh well, you went far off. Yeah. So anyway. I was close. He was a guy and he was at crime scenes and he's a bit mental. That's basically what I Was he Columbo? <laughs> I see that joke's lost on me. I don't know what a Columbo is. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> You've seen Columbo? I haven't seen oh, Columbo. Have you I don't seen... know what a Columbo is. <laughs> Sorry. Is that really that terrible? That more than you realise. Where's a dirty Mac? Let's leave it at that. I'm so confused yeah, right now. Um, so yeah, Hannibal. Hannibal, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really enjoying that. That's yeah. one that I'm watching uh, on a weekly basis, because obviously I live in America. Yeah, we all do. I'm watching it on the we American website. Um, but yeah, Brian Fuller, obviously, so Pushing Daisies had its, its, its sinister undertones. I never did finish that, did I? I don't think it finished itself. <laughs> I got the first series on DVD, and I think I got about halfway through it before I was a little bit bored. Wasn't it on Dead by as well? Yeah, never, yeah. never seen that either. Um, first two scenes of Heroes as well, do you do? Before he went to Pushing Daisies, I believe. But yeah, anyway, off, off track. That, that had, obviously, it's sinister undertones and whatnot. And and this, um, I'm loving it. It's very, very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't like it from the first episode, of, you know, the opening scene, you're not going to like the rest of it. Because that really does set the tone with uh, Will solve, well, you know, re-putting himself in the... Ice cream van again. Yeah, Good. fuck you, ice cream van. Like, and it's right outside our bloody house again. I hate it, it's upsetting me. But the mic probably won't pick it up, so if we hadn't mentioned it, no one would have known. But there we go. I'm kind of hoping it does pick it up now. Uh, do you? Just to prove that you're not mental. Yeah, well, I am mental, <laughs> okay. but. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the, the very first opening scene of episode one, which is, has been shown in the UK, so obviously I've seen it. Um, I don't know why I'm justifying it. Uh, as he works out the crimes and he, he steps backwards through it, I think that's a really nice uh, you know, piece of television and that, mm. that really works. Um, and then it, it just it's carried on to be really good. Um, I don't know how long they're going to be able to string it out for. Have you read Red Dragon? I haven't read any of them. No, no I've, I've seen I've seen the films, so you know, I'm one step ahead of you on that, on that, on that respect. Series four? Yeah. Are they actually like full-on... Sorry, for people who might not have heard that, because Rich is all the way over there, he said series four is apparently Red Dragon. So, But from what I was reading, it, it was getting quite low ratings in America, the last couple of episodes. Um, Do you think it, that it, might be, though, because they skipped one, because they decided that it might it might be a bit too close yeah, well, to home? Yeah, that's the thing, I haven't seen that. Mm. So, the, the one about kids. but Oh, I've seen that one, it's good. 
Is it? Yeah. Yeah, you should definitely watch that one. Um, so, but well, where was I? So yeah, from what I've seen, it hasn't been getting the greatest uh, ratings, so it hasn't necessarily been confirmed for next season. Hmm. But there's talk about it going to a different network or something, but it's all a bit of speculation at this, this point in time. Oh. But it's like, there's got to be a certain amount of time before people work out who the fuck it is. <laughs> really. Come on, there's, there's only so many it's internal not really, I've organs got to say it as well. And, and he, I've got to say, he's not particularly careful. And, he does a lot of things, like in his psychology office, yeah, <laughs> which I just find really and, bizarre. And he's had you know, pretty much all of the cast around for dinner at least once. Yeah. And they've all just <laughs> at his victims, etc. So it's like, yeah. That I find really disturbing, you know, that you just go over to someone's for dinner and they're serving you, like, I don't know, somebody's frontal lobe. Yeah, and you're back. just there, yeah, and you're well, just there going, hmm, what's this wild boar, hmm, chomp? It's a spider column in a baguette. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Do you want to just do this podcast with Rich because he knows a lot no, more about things I, I, than I, I do. I'll find here to, to <laughs> um, But yeah, and so I've, I've been really enjoying that where it's been going. Um, after about sort of episodes three, four, five, it got a bit samey, samey. Mm. Well, you know, villain of the week, Hannibal kind of steps in and hints and sort of steers Will towards what's going on while he's got his undercurrent psychological problems babbling away in the background yeah but I think it's one of those things it's like you say if they do stretch it a bit too thin it will start to get ridiculous because if we're already at the point where we're saying he needs to be a bit more careful about his killings and it goes on for another two three series before anybody even has an inkling that it's actually Hannibal yeah (laughs) then it's gonna get daft but it's like they're introducing the the subplots like Morpheus's wife having cancer and whatnot. Morpheus. What is his name in the show? <laughs> in the show, exactly. I don't. Oh I don't know. no, it's Lawrence Fishburne. But yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Jack Crawford. Jack Crawford. There Crawford, you go. That's the one. Actually, I quite like having Rich here on hand now because it makes me sound clever. And then, um, <laughs> the, you know, the, the the one that that he's getting off with. What's his name? Fucking was it yesterday? Oh, that. Um, his psychiatrist. Yeah, his psychologist lady. I forget her Will's, name as well. Yeah, but anyway, there's, there's that. So there's, there's the 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 attraction between the two of them, and mm-hmm. obviously Hannibal knows about that, and she has secret dinners with him and and whatnot. And now there's Gillian Anderson in it as well. Yeah. Yeah, which is always a good thing because she just seems to get better with age. <laughs> Do you think? I'd, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never been a huge Gillian Anderson fan, but as Rich has often pointed out, my point is my opinion on women is moot because I am a woman and not gay. So okay, well I'm, I'm not touching <laughs> that that with a ten foot bosh pole <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah, no, Gillian Anderson's she's always good in, in what she does. You know, I, I even watched a Danny Dyer film because she was in it. Really? Uh, yeah. Which one? Yeah, I, I can't remember what it's called. It's I, I, some sort of shit. Yeah, Danny Dyer I, I, I seem to remember she was naked in it. I may may well be wrong. But yeah, that. But anyway, but yeah. So, <laughs> these decent actress, and obviously she's done, yeah. you know, Shakespearean stuff, BBC stuff, stage stuff. So she's a very solid actress. This is true. So I'm just covering my bases there. <laughs> but no, it's just, so hopefully she'll be in it a bit more. <laughs> and then there was what Anna Chumlumstumlumsky from My Girl was in it for like one episode. I um I did that thing that I usually do when I saw that episode and I went oh Richard's that girl from that thing that girl from because that I always forget everybody's name and other things that they've been in and what I was thinking was it's that bird from Veep yeah 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 same one because yeah there you go um no I'm really enjoying Hannibal as well it like I say I don't know though how Hannibal has so many friends and dinner parties because he seems creepy I don't know if I could befriend a man who seems so creepy. <laughs> I mean, he's got that face for a start. Hello? 
You, you don't look. You don't look creepy. Oh, I don't. I didn't realise you were creepy until okay. I'd already befriended you. So, yeah. so it's yeah. you know I've, so I've you missed the window of getting rid of you know. The internet, don't you. That is true. Yeah. yeah, it's the perils of being a female nerd. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Hannibal, I like it a lot, and um, yeah, I feel like I should probably read the books maybe one day, perhaps. Mm. But you've got a lot more stuff to read first. Well, yeah, I've got a pile of about 55 trades under that desk over there that are just staring at me, mocking me for having not read them. You're being mocked by inanimate objects or something going wrong. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, No, I I am probably on that one for the... For the long haul, but I do think that Brian Fuller needs to stop fucking live tweeting them as they're on in America because we're not all American, dude. Fucking calm down, bastard. I'm gonna get another beverage. But that's that's as I say, as I was touching on earlier, the perils of the internet age and Twitter and Facebook and fan sites. And it's like with podcast with well, yeah. But at least by the time <laughs> this has been edited and gone out, and you've given sufficient spoiler warnings. Yeah. It's like with how I met your mother. And the, the, the Facebook page or whatnot posting the old photograph of, of what the wife actually looks like. The mother. the mother, even, yeah. But do you know, she's not even, um, she's not credited as the mother in the credits at the end of that episode. She comes up as the girl with the yellow umbrella. Yes. <laughs> Which I think is kind of. Yeah, let's Did talk you? about Helmet Your Mother. I like okay. that show. Um, do you? I've never guessed. I've never heard you talk about never it before. Never heard me talk about it before. Not I've even never, on this podcast? No, I've never mm. even mentioned it. Probably not even the last episode. No. Even. No, um, what, yeah. Hmm. One before, maybe. Alright, Pims. Yeah, I think I might be in love with Ted Mosby. That, that's just a statement I wanted to make. <laughs> um, he, You've nothing more to say. That's just no, it. that's yeah. that's just it. That's no. I would gladly watch. Um, we watched a film with him in actually not long ago. Rich, what was that called? Liberal arts. There you go, liberal arts, and uh, and it was it was all right. He was basically Ted in it. Can't say I've ever heard of it. I think he actually either wrote or directed or maybe both of those things oh, did that film. Yeah, see, both. I knew that. Sure, Rich. Yeah. Only say things when I ask you. <laughs> I want to look clever dance. in my. I want to. I want to look clever in my own right. All right. Um, oh. Yeah. No, the film is. Uh, it's it's okay. He is very Ted in it though, which leads me to believe that he's actually just a little bit like that. But that's like saying, "What his face is is Marshall in Forgetting Sarah Marshall." I've not seen that. There are so many things that I ha- just you, whenever you mention anything, just assume I haven't seen it. Okay, right. okay. I, th- I think you'll enjoy forgetting Sarah Marshall. There, mm. I may be wrong. Hasn't that got what's his chops in it though? That dick, um, Russell Brand. Yeah. Yes, and that, that's why I, I I I really put off seeing that film for mm. ages, just because mm. of that one bit which was in the trailer where it's you sound like you're from London, which fucked me off. And it's it's obviously I live I don't live in London anymore. So every week, or whenever I meet someone, I'll get that fucking line. <laughs> and my mates will just innocently fucking take the piss out of me with it. So I was like, right, yeah, I'm not going to watch this film. But it, it's really funny. Okay. It I'll really give it a good. go then. It is really good. I tend to. And, and Milikunis. It, it's like, hasn't it got some bird in it that I don't like as well? Not Milikunis, because she's um, great. Kristen Bell? Yeah, I hate her. You, you've said. She can't actually wait the, the paper guy. bag. She's the bad guy. Okay, She's so I'm supposed one. to hate her. Yes, you are supposed to hate her. That's all right then. I can do that. I, c- I can definitely hate her. And there you go, so you enjoy it. <laughs> okay, I'll watch that then. Um, yeah, how I met your mother. Let's get back on track. Um, I, yeah, I, we, I feel bad saying that we've watched the last episode because it's... Like we shouldn't have, but we have, and it's That's good. Um, I was getting a bit worried about this series because I think they were making Ted look like too much of a loser, 
Um, <laughs> in that he was just sort of becoming obsessed with this idea. And you can kind of understand it because, you know, Robin and Barney are getting married. And those are both people who have previously stated that they've never wanted to get married. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that they were getting married... And he still hasn't. And he still hasn't was kind of sad. So I can see why he was sad. It was just because they were dragging it out so long, not knowing how many more series they were going to get, it was becoming like sort of super pathetic. Poor guy. But I thought the way they handled this episode, which was like sort of, I assume the day before the wedding, was it? So I'm guessing it's going to be... Because obviously she, she plays in the band that plays at the wedding, doesn't she? So, so in that final scene when you see her, she's carrying her guitar and going to the wedding. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. So I assume the next series will start with the wedding, I guess, and then meeting each other. Well, I don't think we'll start with that exactly. Well, no, but but that will be the first episode, I guess, the wedding, no, maybe. Yeah, but I, don't, I still don't think he'll actually meet her till the very last episode. Really? Because doesn't he actually meet her at the train station after the wedding? After the wedding. They can't do a whole series out of the wedding, oh, surely. Can't. Well, no, but there's stories leading up to the wedding. Oh, they'll, they'll, they'll drag it out more. They're going to have to deal with that whole, like, Marshall being a judge thing. Yes. After trying to move to Rome, I yes. guess. And obviously, because you know, Robin's got a lot of time to pull out and and whatnot, and yeah, wasn't there a sort of flash forward in this series to Barney trying to climb out of a window on his wedding day? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I would like to think that um that he's going to meet her in the first episode because otherwise I'm probably going to get really fucking miffed. (laughs) It's like, come on, guys, we've been waiting like what eight series for this? But I mean, this this final season is it another twenty two, twenty four episodes? I don't know. I would imagine it. I mean, all of them have been the same, haven't yeah. they? So I guess so. You can't do a twenty-two episode fucking wedding day. That would be ridiculous. Ridiculous. I'm still blatantly going to be there though because I still think the show's brilliant. Well, after even though it's a bit stretched, it's still years great. Or commitment to it. You've got to kind of watch the last season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do feel bad for his kids though because this is the longest story of how someone met their mum. Like in the history yeah. of stories. Well, I mean, ever. it's like not every episode opens with him talking to the kids, does it? Because mm. obviously the kids are now... 50. Very old. Well, <laughs> I can feel like it after that, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know, because what, what, she's in the Nikita, isn't she? And, and Kick-Ass. I don't she, know. She's now, <laughs> I don't know. She's got to be about drinking age now, sort of thing. Oh, yeah, you would think and yet so. she's still paying like a, a 14-year-old or whatnot. I can't remember a name. I can't remember many names. I'm not good with names. That's why I always say things like that bird from that thing. Yes. Because I'm bad at facial recognition. It's like Barney will just be Dougie Hauser uh, or Dr. Horrible. or Dr. Horrible, yeah. yeah I've seen that. Uh, I've seen that. Yeah. You're proud of me. I, I kind of Do I get a medal? something you don't, you know. But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, you know that I've seen that because we had songs from Dr. Horrible at the wedding. <laughs> That's true, yeah. That was so ominous when we were signing the register. Well, maybe to people that were outside and had no clue. Or, yeah. yeah, I guess so. We enjoyed it. And you? Well, it's your wedding. You know, you're supposed to enjoy it. <laughs> Actually, the wedding part was the, the the least enjoyable part because you have to say words in front of other people and not fuck them up. Oh, it's shit. really it's really difficult. Yeah, I don't no. like it. It's not like you sit here saying words in front of me. Well, no, but that's the thing. This is why this episode's so much harder than normal ones because if I was on a headset not looking at you, I feel like I've got to keep eye contact. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. And then, you know, I keep seeing Rich staring at the telly. Seeing Rich is just bad enough generally. Yeah. Oof. I don't know how you do it. He's just week. watching me and sticking his fingers up at us. And <laughs> not me, just at you. Well, yeah, you can't even see, can yeah. you? I was getting really confused then, actually, because he wasn't even holding the, the pad, and I was thinking, how are you playing this game with your mind? I would love that, if that was actually doable. What, if Rich could play things with his mind? Mm-hmm. 
Maybe, maybe we'll rephrase that. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to turn the conversation towards community. Community. Series four. Series four. Because that was a series of a program. <laughs> as 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 huh? seasons before it were. Yeah, yeah. But what did you go on? What did you think about series four? Hang on, so, is it your turn to talk? No, it's no? yours because okay. no, I'm being kind because you're the guest. Oh, thanks. Um, no, season four, it kind of lacked its uh, je ne sais quoi. Yeah. It kind of wasn't anything like the first three seasons. No. It was as if someone had shown a writer a you know one minute best of clip from the first three seasons, and then they tried to put together their own season. Yeah. But it was still enjoy. It wasn't like. It was weirdly short. It made me want to set fire to my own eyes. No, that it definitely didn't have that kind of reaction. I like my biggest, my two biggest problems with series four. The first was what you just said: is that it seemed like there was no character development or anything like that because whoever was writing it didn't know anything really about any of them. Yeah. Aside from like they'd seen the pilot and gone, all right then. But the the other thing that really bothered me, and this is probably going to sound really terrible, was the whole um, Britta and Troy sort of relationship. Because yeah, you never actually like it was all you always knew that they were together throughout the series, and they mentioned occasionally doing stuff together, but it they never seemed like a couple at all. And then it seemed like that the writers really wanted you to care when they broke up sort of halfway through the series, and I couldn't because they didn't seem to care. Yeah. And now I mean, everything's back to normal. There's no... There's, they're not even slightly awkward around each other like you would be if you were still friends with someone you broke up with. I think in season... Was it season three? The one where they get put into different... Uh, they get put into different groups, and there's the one where one of them has to work with Todd. Yeah. And there's that brief moment in that where, where sort of Britta and Troy kind of like... What's the word? flow towards each other or whatever and it seems like for a brief second there's a spark there mm-hmm. and it's as if the, the writers had seen that and thought oh so they must be together and then I don't know if and partly that or if it was part of it was to try and make Jeff jealous or something because mm-hmm. then there was the moment at when uh, Jeff went to no sorry Britta went to Jeff's dad's Thanksgiving yeah and there was an almost moment there which like will they will, won't they kind of thing in the car and then I think there was something else in one of the later episodes where it was like, you know, could Jeff still have feelings for Britta? When he was it when he texts her for pulling the Britta uh, after she organises the dance? Yeah, and there's there's, there's, there's Sophie there's that B. Moment. Hawkins dance. There's Sophie <laughs> B. Hawkins, yeah. So it's it is you know that playing on the first sort of the pilot episode of the first season where it's like, will they get together kind of thing? Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, playing up the whole Annie wants to be his his wife. Thing. That was so weird because that, like, I thought there was a whole progression with Annie from the first series of being, you know, the youngest one, very naive, sort of fresh out of rehab, not really knowing how to deal with life and people and particularly boys. And there was like a lot of growth for her character where she went from sort of falling all over him and being very girly, giggly, like schoolgirlish yeah, almost yeah. arranged. Which she was, yeah. Um, and they reverted to that in this series, which really pissed me off. Yeah, I mean, the, the what was it, the Inspector Space Time one, when I go to the convention, yeah. and she pretends to be his wife and buys mm. him alcohol and does all these really stalkery bunny boy things. Weird things, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then in, in the last episode, where they had the dark Britta, and the, sorry, the dark um, Jeff, mm-hmm. and, and she was married, you know, married to him, or, you know, at least a bit slutting it up with him, kind yeah. of thing. It was like, yeah. Yeah. 
I was that episode. I wasn't like a hundred percent sold on because I thought it was a little bit too weird. Like yeah. I know Community's always been a bit strange, and that's kind of one of its selling points. But that episode felt too much like it. It was the writers going, "This series has always been really weird. How can we like totally out weird it again?" And yeah, I think the the last episode probably was the worst episode mm. of the season, and quite possibly of all four seasons. Yeah, it uh, great. it's like the, the 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 dark universe that was introduced in the chaos theory. The chaos yeah. theory is probably one of remedial chaos theory. I think it is is one of my favourite episodes mm-hmm. of, of all four scenes. Um, and I think to go back to that was just a bit. Eh, well, the, especially because they'd already done it before. It's like I wasn't keen on the first episode of series four where Arbed kind of retreats into himself because of the idea of oh no, we're all going to graduate at the end of this Apart year. From and, Pierce. Yeah, it, that was. I would have gladly watched him be Pierce instead of Chevy Chase, like for the rest of the series. I really would have been. I was so happy to do that. Oh, Pierce is away with his his brother. Or, <laughs> or what was the one where they? There was they a ridiculous had, the one where, body, um, the, where he was having a heart attack on the floor, and it's basically just a bloke in a in a wig <laughs> filmed on a CCTV camera or whatever. It's like, oh, was, come um, on. The reasons that Pierce weren't wasn't around as much were getting ridiculous. I mean, there was I'm sure there was one where they said he was donating a kidney to someone, and I was like, Pierce wouldn't give anyone yeah, anything yeah. ever if he could try. Um, but yeah, the first episode, I thought like the idea of Arbed retreating into his own fantasy land because like life is too complicated or difficult for him to is just so played. And this wasn't even rehashing it in a in a better way or anything no. it was no there was like comparing that to say the christmas episode where he imagines everybody to be made of clay yeah <laughs> it's like the whole claymation one that's amazing the first episode of this series was kind of dull it, it um, was rehashing the grounds and then you know taking it even further and doing the inception <laughs> and going to a, a fantasy mm. world within a fantasy world yeah uh, it's just not very good you can see what they were going for and but it's, it, like, it is... yeah, it's like they just tried to repeat everything that had happened before and not doing it as well but still probably you know, it was still good though. Is the problem? It's like it's not. It wasn't bad enough for me to go. Well, I'm never going to watch this again. I'll just stop watching. Yeah, it, it's better than a lot of sort of failed. <laughs> and there were a lot of um, a lot of really good like one-liners and stuff in there. I can't think of any offhand because I'm a bit tipsy. Well, yeah. but um, <laughs> stealing someone else's material. You don't want to do that. No, exactly. Yeah, no. I I've heard as well because it's been um, renewed for another season. That's the thing. Yeah, it, it kind of ended. Yeah, as if they that, expected it to have failed. Yeah, and ratings-wise, it probably really has. But yet they've still it's given that, that another chance. Yeah, and I find it odd because obviously now that it's it's ended with Jeff has graduated, but nobody else has. I would imagine Chevy Chase is not going to be around yeah. again. Yeah, graduated. Oh yeah, Pierce graduated as well, didn't they? Yeah, that's um, the, the way they so him out. yeah, so he's not going to be around. Jeff is probably only going to be. I mean, he did. They did sort of plant it in there didn't they that he might pop by from time to time yeah, he's going to be like a tutor he's going to teach people do you think yeah he's, he's, he's going to be classes. connected to the school somehow if uh, if if any teachers I knew looked like Jeff like Winger a, I'd a go a guidance council or something because <laughs> then that will just piss Britter off what they need to do is they need to bring back Even Professor Duncan, Duncan yes yeah? some more John Oliver that on was, the show. That, or just actually make Chang Chang and yes, not Kevin and not Kevin the whole but also not like Kevin and that city college where thing that, that just ended where has that it, gone it just ended there the was that whole episode. big reveal of Chang sort of working for whatever that chap's name was yeah. what is his name uh, city college bloke city, city college dean uh, it's doing some elaborate plan to fuck up things for Greendale and then it literally went nowhere yeah but, you know, <laughs> in, the, in the origin one just the end or is it kind of thing and it's Ooh. like it pretty much was the end, let's face it, because you just left that dangling plot because you didn't know what to do yeah. with it. 
Did you like the Origin one? It had its moments, yeah. but it was all a bit too convenient. Yeah, it's, a bit twee. But I think that's. I think this is something you said to me previously. This season sort of hammered home that the study group are the people that everyone else hates in yeah. school. I'm not going to take credit for that. Rich said that. Okay. <laughs> Um, but no, you are right, because it, it is that episode with Todd, really, where he has a massive go at them, and he's like, what is wrong with you people? I, then, you know, I thought you were supposed to love each other and care for things, and, and you're just in, dicks. In this season, when the Germans come back, and yes. it's like, every, you know, they get the Germans locked out of the, the study group, and everyone turns against them. Mm. They, are, um, they are the kind of group of people, though, that I can imagine, like, this is what me and my friends must be like, because I really love everybody that I hang out with, but I know we're all incredibly weird and probably very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine there aren't a lot of people in the world who would uh, enjoy our company. But <laughs> I don't enjoy my own company, so... Oh, Phil. There. Do you want a cake? Will it make oh, you feel God. better? Well, it won't, but I'll have a cake anyway. Not yeah, nice go cake. on. Go on, have cake. So um, that means you've got to do more talking while I've got... It does, yeah. I, um, I don't like... See, I don't like this talking malarkey when I'm a little bit tipsy. Yeah, you do a podcast. It's hard. <laughs> it's I don't, I don't normally there. do it drunk, though, do, do I? No. Really? No. Oh, I, always drink, I always drink tea when I... Fuck off. You caught that, so you've got, you've got to be relative if you say fuck off. Um, I am getting really rosy, though. It's quite embarrassing. No, I uh, I do... I, I've heard that Dan Harmon is coming back for Series 5. Which is interesting. Because, I've heard those rumours. Yeah, if it is true, then I'm definitely on board for it because I think it definitely showed him not being there, what an impact he has and how much say he has in that show and, and how you know awesome it is when he is there. <laughs> um, oh, I think that's the, the best episode of the season was the body swap one. Oh, Jim Rash was amazing in yeah. that. Yeah. Amazing. And, uh, and, and weirdly ripped... I don't like. He doesn't look like the kind of guy who'd be so muscular underneath all that feebleness. Can't say I was you know, focusing on that. Well, he, he but just, normally he's covered in like a dress, yeah, or another dress, or a, a or different a, dress. A different dress, yeah. So, yeah. It's good for him to be yeah. manly. For a bit. I do. I've got to say, as much as I love the character of the dean, I do find looking at like a fairly weedy, bald man in dresses really uncomfortable. <laughs> I think there's that episode, it might be the start of series three, where they have like a bit of a musical opening and he's wearing the same dress as um, Shirley. Oh, yeah. That pink dress. And I just, <laughs> I just feel really bad for him. <laughs> I'm like, is this what you expected your career to be like, Jim Rash, when you set out to become an actor? Oscar winning Jim, Jim <laughs> yeah. Rash. Or did, did you think you were going to end up in a pink sparkly dress dancing um, weirdly in front of a lot of people? <laughs> Uh, bless him. But yeah, I did. I thought that that body swap episode was really good, partly because it, it ended the whole Britta and Troy thing, which was all, like pissing yeah. me off. So that's always good. But I love, I love Troy and Arbed. Any episodes that are going to revolve around the pair of them being stupid is <laughs> is all right by me. I think for, for me, especially like the first season when I watched the you know, pilot episode, it was the the credit scene just when they do the rap. Oh, that was just you know I saw that yeah. and I'm like. Done. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching, I'm watching this, show. this show. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, because I think going back and watching the pilot now, the pilot's not particularly good for the most part. Like the main episode. I just I don't like Britta. Just, I, just I'm not a big fan she, of Britta, especially, especially now that she's doing the whole psychology thing because she's literally only there to make other people talk about their feelings. Like she was much funnier when she was um, a failed anarchist. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, like that episode we watched last night where she's trying to cause scenes at the Model UN debates and she's Chinese pouring paint page. on a globe and it's just like, just stupid yeah. things like that. Again, they, they kind of like took to ragging on her a lot this season mm. and they'll put pulling a Britta and putting her down at every possible moment. Yeah, poor Britta. Yeah. She's got weirdly hotter this series though. Like, still not hot. Is it because she's wearing glasses? It might be. Okay. I don't know, maybe. You see, yeah. I was just talking generally about the character. I wasn't putting a judgment on looks or anything like that. I'm a, See, I'm allowed to do individual. that because I'm actually a bitch. It's fine. <laughs> You're actually a bitch by saying she's good looking. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, I'm allowed to judge people for their looks I wasn't because judging, I'm okay. No, just not commenting on it. Okay. Um, I've run out of things to say, Phil. It's your turn. Shall we move on to like comics and shit? Oh, yeah. And stuff. Um, I haven't really read any. Like, <laughs> That's a lie. I've read loads, but they're all the same things as before, so I can do this really quickly. I'm still reading Deadpool, and it's awesome. Right. I've sort of stopped reading Green Lantern, because it's not very good anymore. Age of Ultron, that's the thing that exists. It, um, it doesn't, like... It, yeah, the, the, the comics exist. The comics, the, the comics exist. The actual age itself doesn't. Yeah, I, I hate to break it to you. Oh, are these not like documentary comics? <laughs> I thought they were, so Historical ruin my world. Ruin my world. Now let's talk about Age of Ultron a bit. I don't know who's writing it or drawing it because I don't pay attention to Brian these Brian Michael Bendis is writing it. Okay. Um, Brian Hitch has been drawing it. And oh, I like him. Carlos Pacicho. And that's a good name I don't know if that's actually how you pronounce his name. I like to and make up pronunciations. Brandon Peterson are doing okay. bits now. I um, I was really enjoying... I'm going to spoil this, by the way. I was really enjoying Age of Ultron up until the point at which they decided to start fucking around in time. Because aside from the fact that my tiny little mind can't grasp time travel even slightly, it got really shit <laughs> after then. Basically, Wolverine went back in time and sort of murdered Hank Pym to stop him from creating Ultron. Which also means that now the vision doesn't exist. Uh, which means a lot of things that the Avengers previously beat by having the vision on the team. Yeah, I think, I think on his blog somewhere, Bendis has posted like an entire blueprint of stuff in the Marvel Universe that never happened. Because this man was killed, kind of thing. Okay. No relevance to the series, but just yeah. generally. So it seems to be that Skrulls have taken over the world now. Does it? Yeah. Oh, okay. In the latest issue, because because Hank Pym is dead. Uh, yeah, Secret <laughs> Invasion, which again he wrote, so it's a bit of self masturbation kind of thing <laughs> with regards I to the I think because yeah. originally it was supposed to come out three years ago or two years ago or something before mm-hmm. Avengers vs X Men and before Marvel Now and whatnot, and it was just the Brian Hitch parts, and it was about six issues long but now they've kind of added an extra four issues they've made a big deal and got two more artists doing like the past and the future bits and and and, and weird stuff and obviously lots of annoyed fanboys are saying this doesn't fit you know where does this fit into continuity please tell me <laughs> the please. thing is i'm yeah. not particularly bothered about continuity because i have a terrible memory as we've previously discussed so my not us personally but everybody knows that i'm shit at, you said that. shit at memories <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, and uh, so continuity doesn't really mean a lot to me because I tend to just forget what's happened anyway and just enjoy comics as they are. Yeah. But I think Age of Ultra, it's one of those things that if it is going to try and be in continuity and Hank Pym is now actually dead, kind of doesn't that change all of the comics ever? Yeah, but I think there's still like two, there's two issues to wrap it up or whatever. It'll, yeah. It'll Do you think they're somewhere. gonna they're gonna go back and stop Wolverine from killing Hank Pym, yes. but then do something else that stops him creating Wolverine. Ultron? Do you think? Uh, they're gonna do something to him. 
Do you think? Yeah. But how are they going to stop Ultron occurring but still get the vision? Because isn't it Ultron that creates the vision? It's not Pym, is it? No. So. Yes. Right. No. I don't know. But that, well, yeah, <laughs> we'll this is why I don't write comics. Well, yeah, because yeah, I wouldn't know how to end this story. I'd be like, no, uh, they're, balls. They're definitely um, going to do something because let's face it, the, the solicitations have already spoiled it that Hank Pym is alive in two months' time or whatnot. Oh really? I did not know but that. Everything changed. Bill. And something to do with Galactus and Galactus. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Galactus. Not eats... Galactus, just purple and the word hunger. Galactus. Then. Galactus. So he's going to eat Earth. Mate, he's, no, he's shit eat, out a shiny eat, new earth with different people time. on it. He's going to eat time. Eat time. Yeah. He's going to eat time. Because yeah, time is like a loop. So it's it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet. It goes on forever. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually boggle my mind if this was how this story... See, it's I like don't, a giant bacon loop. I don't know how infinity, I watch Doctor infinity Who. Infinity being the next thing. You don't know how you watch Doctor Who. No, I don't Your know how I do it because I got... No, but how do I how do I cope with all this time travel? It doesn't make any sense in my head. He'd walk out with life. You can turn it off at the end of the day. It's just a box in the corner. So. I know, I know. Yeah. It's just hard. Like, time travel is really complicated to me. I, I really like good time travel in TV and film. And yeah. it doesn't it doesn't always work in comics, per se, because it gets sort of Messy. overused or, or whatnot. But I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, I've caught up on Age of Ultron. I think I'm probably one issue behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, I see you didn't know about the scrolls, sorry. I didn't know about scrolls, but <laughs> there's always going to be scrolls, let's face it. Um, so, I'm, I haven't really enjoyed it. Mm. I haven't hated it. I'm not one of these twats on the internet that wants to set fire to people and kill writers <laughs> and, and whatnot. That is insane. Yeah. Superior Spider-Man, let's, anyone. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Let's tweet people death threats just because a fictional character and blah 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 what was hilarious about the superior spider-man situation was that everybody was like how could you get rid of peter parker and replace him with octavius like that's ridiculous within an issue it was clear that parker's coming back eventually clear the thing is i've never really read spider-man on a regular basis Mm. kind of thing but um i was at london super comic con in february in the february Mm -hmm. just after um issue 700 had come out and he'd been killed and Dan Slott was one of the nicest people there he was just his queue went round the building sort of thing and he was like no you know, no limits to the amount of people you know things you're going to have signed and he was shaking people's hands and he was mm. talking to everyone for ages sort of thing That's nice. and he was just being really nice and then you see the, the whole sort of website of it and these people just threatening to kill him and his family and it's yeah. just like Grip, I'm sure. Know. I'm sure Tony Lee once said that somebody sent a shit in an envelope to his house because of something he wrote. They didn't wrote. write his 2008 story. Yeah, or that that yeah. Bo- that literally boggles my mind. Because you know what you could do is you could just not read it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That, that, yeah, that's the other thing. Oh, yeah, I, I hate this story. I, I hate this comic. I'm buying it every month and paying four quid to yeah. read it, and I'm going to carry. God, you've ruined Spider-Man, it. but I yeah. better pick up Superior yeah. Number One. Oh. God. Spider-Man's one of those awkward things for me in that I really like the character and I've liked a lot of the stuff that I've read, but when they do it wrong, it is shit. Well, yeah, I mean, this was my <laughs> problem with the, 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 the not moving away from comics again, the, the Raimi Spider-Man films. Mm. It's like the first one I, I really disliked. Oh, really? Cause, Controversial. Yeah, it, it was, for me, it was, I don't know, it was like Spider-Man for anyone that's never seen Spider-Man or never heard of Spider-Man. Mm. It, 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 had, it lacked substance for me. Okay. I'd, I'd really enjoyed the second one. I'll, gi- I'll give it that. And then uh, the third one was the third one. 
Which I in, didn't mind the third one. Everybody rags on it, but it's okay. I couldn't do better, so who am I to judge? Well, but I, I, I really like the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, that was so. Tip. As a first, you know, for salvo for an ongoing trilogy or however many it can squeeze out of him before mm. he starts to look too old. Um, yeah. Young Garfield. I, I, I really like that film. Me too. And I think Have that was a much better first one. one. But, but yes, like, the, the rhino and... Is it Electro and, yeah. always looked so nerdy? Or is that just me? Because mm. I, don't, I don't think I've ever read a comic with Electro in where he hasn't been, like, all electricity-y. A lot of Spider-Man's villains, and, and maybe, obviously, given the, the, the date it was created and whatnot, and the costumes, the costumes are still pretty much the same nowadays. So it's just like a man in a green lycra with a big yellow pointy starfish on his head for electricity <laughs> kind of thing. And it's like, electro, yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. sure there have been good stories done, but it, I just haven't really been Yeah, because the, the picture that I saw of, because it's Jamie Foxx, isn't it, who's yeah. playing electro, he got like this tank top on and he's like, trousers pulled up to his armpits and he got really wacky, like like really dodgy teeth, like... You know how Americans think British teeth are? Yeah. It looked like that. And, like, glasses. And he just looked like a massive nerdy bellend. And I thought, is that what he usually looks like? Well, I mean, <laughs> obviously, the, the, the film doesn't have to pay by the comics, does it? So I they, they got a, I don't know, But I don't know why you'd go Parker for that or... as a design choice if that wasn't originally what he looked like, because it's a bit weird. I don't know. He's got to tie into Pete Parker somehow, I suppose, maybe. And, obviously, it'll probably change from that. I doubt mm. he's going to dress like that the whole film. I hope not. Well, yeah. That'd be a bit weird. Jamie Foxx was anywhere worse. Speculation. Who do you think that guy was at the end of the first one? Was it Electro? Are we thinking? Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Don't like to speculate. I do. It's do fun. Okay. Yeah. I'm not good at it though because I've got, a, as I've said, a terrible memory and therefore forget half the comic characters I'm trying to speculate about. Don't speculate. <laughs> notarize. <laughs> oh, another reference that nobody will get. Well, um, Google it. Um, yeah, going back to the Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah. yeah that um, was a thing. I'm not the best sort of Bendis fan within the Marvel Universe. There are very few of his Marvel Universe stories I've enjoyed. Mm. Um, his Daredevil run was good. Um, I loved his Jinx World stuff. Um, I'm Jinx, pulling a face like I don't know what you're on about. They're mm. really good, his crime stuff. Um, Powers is dipped in quality oh, occasionally. I quite like Powers, but I've only read the first trade. Powers is good. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man stuff. It, it, it was good. I didn't that the, the early stuff was definitely good. I like that. Mm. It's kind of stretched a bit thin, but then again, it, it peaks and troughs and whatnot, and his mm. Miles Morales stuff, you know what? Right. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying his uh, all-new X-Men, though, which I really yeah. didn't, didn't I like expect that. to like. I've never really been a big fan of the X-Men because I think there's too many of them, and a lot of the stories solely revolve around, oh, no, we're so not accepted by society. Wow. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much what this is, actually, isn't it? Yeah. But better. <laughs> but that, that's a bit, you know, I, I, I didn't quite... His Avengers run, or what I read of it, didn't quite mesh with me. You know, not again, not saying he's a bad writer, or not saying this this and that. His Avengers run didn't sort of, didn't work for me at all, um, mm. which is probably why Age of Ultron isn't working for me. Something to do with the pacing, the dialogue, etc. I don't know. I don't the know pacing of the stuff. first half of Age of Ultron was weird, because the first few issues all seemed to be exactly the same. Yeah. He was salvaging about for people. Can we find anyone? Nope. All new X-Men, I'm really enjoying that, and I didn't expect to like no, it. No, me neither. Um, the, the way he's brought in the, the time-displaced X-Men really works, mm. and I think he writes a great future Bobby, uh, future Bobby Drake and past Bobby Drake. Yeah. And the way the two of them interact is really yeah. good. And, and Stuart Immonen's artwork, just the facial differences between the two is really good. So, 
Slightly tangential. No, but, yeah, that's I'm, fine. I'm liking that. Me too. Yeah, it's not something that I expected to like, especially considering there are so many X-Men titles that I never even know which one to look at. But um, have you been reading... I've forgotten what it's called, but it's essentially Battle Royale with X-Men. Avengers Academy. Yeah. So Maybe. Avengers, not X-Men. But... Oh, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's got, couple, it's got It's X-23 got some mutants in it. In it. Yeah, yeah it has, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. I knew it did. Um, I knew what no, I was talking I about, sort of. I haven't. It's a, it's a weird one because it's one of those things where the, the actual premise is quite good, but it's so Battle Royale that you can't... Again, not that's, a, that's another thing that the writer got death threats about and all this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you're killing Avengers Academy and blah, blah, blah. Well, see, I wouldn't go that far. I just, I, I think, I don't think I like it very much. Mm. But, but I think from, it's because Battle Royale does does what it did so well that yeah. you don't really need to go there again, do yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it uses, is it Arcade that's the main villain? And yeah. And so he's got this kind of past of doing this kind of stuff anyway. Mm. So you can see, especially after like the Hunger Games, they, they're playing on it. And yeah. with the variant covers and whatnot, they, they're, they're fully admitting they're, they're ripping yeah. off Battle Royale yeah. and, and Hunger Games, etc. But from from what I've read, they're up to is it eight issues or something like that now? Yeah, and, it's... and only one person or one original character died, and that was in the first issue. And then there's Somebody's been a couple of characters, then, died, but, but they're aren't they not they're... characters he created. For yeah, this they're run? not they're not people I've ever heard yeah, of before. Because so this... I was just assuming these were people. Because I've not I've never been a very big Marvel kind of a gal, and yeah. it's only recently since all the like Marvel Now stuffs come out that I've decided. You know what? Fuck it, I'll get in there and have a go. Yeah, I mean, I, I Marvel Now worked for me. I'm probably reading more than I was before, mm. but then I wasn't reading much before. Yeah, don't suppose you've been reading Deadpool Illustrated. No. It's awful. Is it? It's awful. Okay. You know how I'm always going, let's have more Deadpool comics? No, I've never heard you say that. No, never let's heard. let's let's actually stop it, right, and okay. just have the good one. So, because... have you seen that there's been a third part of the trilogy announced? Really? Deadpool kills Deadpool, or something like that. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. It's basically Deadpool killing all the multiverse versions of himself. Or... Uh, well, that makes sense based on what Deadpool Illustrated is, because yeah. it is essentially... He's already there was that Deadpool Mar- versus the Marvel Universe, wasn't yeah. there, where he went around killing everyone in there, and uh, that's when he found out that, you know, other stories and universes exist. So now he's going around killing like classic literature characters. Yeah. With Sherlock Holmes on his trail. Is it a fun story? No. No. Okay. No. It is literally just Deadpool turns up and he's like, I should fucking kill someone, I reckon, and then kill something, and it's not funny. It's not clever. It's not particularly interesting. I don't know why I'm reading it. I'm going to stop. Good. I've made that decision right now. I'm going to stop. Isn't it on the last issue anyway? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, but you just said there was like another trilogy, so I'm not going to yeah, okay, read that. Okay, then I'm not going to read then that one, then. <laughs> there you that, go. Be the best I'll one. just go on Wikipedia and find out what happened in it. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not very good. I don't recommend that at all. I'm trying to think of other Marvel things that I've actually... I read the first Wolverine issue that um, Paul, Paul Cornell did. Yeah. Do you, have you read that? I have. Did you like it? I didn't dislike it. <laughs> That's very non-committal. <laughs> no, it, 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 as first issues go, it wasn't... Uh, first issues are hard, aren't they? Because they're just set up. I think especially with Wolverine, everyone knows what to expect and what mm. it is. And, and, and credit to Cornell, he didn't go into you know greater sort of detail and whatnot. It's, you, know, you can't exactly do an origin story or anything like that. Yeah. He went straight in for the action and straight in for the, 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 the family ties. And the, the, there's a the very strong sense of family in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it works. It's nothing groundbreaking, but it, it's definitely worth the, you know, worth the money for it. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna get another couple of issues before I reevaluate how I feel, <laughs> because 
I do, I do like Paul Connell's one of those weird ones where I actually think he's like a really top bloke and the few times I've met him he's been super nice but I think like half of the stuff that I've read by him I've really disliked right, okay. possibly because he's written a lot of characters that I've never liked anyway like for example when he was on Demon Knights I really hate Etrigan so I don't know why I even bother picking that up and I think he was on something like Young Avengers or something once and I didn't know any of the characters at all, so I was really bored. Right. Okay. It's just like, I don't really know where I was going trying to pick that up. It's just, you know. But then he wrote Wisdom, which is, like, amazing. Yeah, and Captain Britain. Completely amazing. That, yeah, yeah, and that was really good, too. I mean, I wasn't so keen on the whole Blade stuff, but I don't know that I like Blade as a character very much anyway, because he's just a bit grumpy, isn't he? And... Blade's one of those weird, weird characters that now it doesn't work in comics. Yeah. Um, Blade 1 still one of the greatest comic book films ever made do you think yeah really yeah that's interesting you take it well yeah whatever but um, you know you take you take out the, the, the extremely fat really weird jelly bloke yeah, thing yeah that what was that and it's I, I don't know but and, and other than that it's kind of like quite dark and realistic and serious well not realistic you know serious it, it <laughs> it's quite realistic for what it is I guess <laughs> If you we're going to pretend mean? we're in a land of vampires and things, yes, then it makes yes. sense in that. But sense. then in that age where there's you know there's now sort of Buffy and the sparkly shit and everything else and you know yeah. vampires and vampires and vampires, and yet they still can't write and sell a Blade comic. It's a bit, uh, you know, what's going on? Yeah, that is weird. I'd never even thought about it. Either. They, you know, they they had a perfect niche to 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 do that. And, it just hasn't worked. Although, when they did try, they did put uh, your, your friend uh, Mr. Howard shaking on heart. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, um, Paul Cornett as Wolverine, I've, I've read the first the, the first two issues. Oh, I've only read the first one because I'm behind on the bridge. I think I've got the third one sat on me waiting at home. But, you yeah, know, I'm still buying it. I'm still yeah. liking it. Yeah. I can't think of what else I've picked up recently that I haven't already talked about a lot. I think my highlight of Marvel now is probably Young Avengers. Yeah. And that that's again, I've never read sort of Avengers books. See, really. I'm getting confused again because I can't remember what's happening because I'm reading quite a lot of uh, Avengers based and X Men based things that I keep forgetting because I think I think the X Men one that I really like is Wolverine and the X Men, but I could be lying to okay, because yeah. I can't remember. Are they? Is his brother in that at the moment? Yes. And that's the read, one that yeah. I like. <laughs> well, that, that's the one, you know, it's got a lot of critical acclaim and it's quite fun stuff. And yeah. It's, it's lots yeah. of, yeah, yeah, no, lots of, I've heard good things about that. Yeah, but I can't remember if I'm reading Young Avengers or not. What, what's happening here? Young Avengers, it's, um, it's got a little Loki in it. Oh, and it's, it's yeah. And it's written by Kieran Gillen and yeah, it's I got artwork by Jamie McKelvey and Mike yeah. Norton and Matt Wilson. And I've got... As an art team, they're, they're superb, and mm-hmm. and McKelvey and, and Gillen work amazing together. And it's it's got a little Loki in from his journey into mystery run, which I didn't read. I started to and didn't like it very much. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to elaborate on that. It was all okay. right. Um, so <laughs> I wasn't it, mad at it either. It, way. It's got him in it. It's got two of the, well, three of the the young Avengers from the previous run by Alan Heinberg from the OC. And Jim Chung, but anyway, and, yeah. Um, and it's got Marvel Boy from Grant Morrison's Marvel Boy run, who Bendis also used in the Avengers, but just totally warped the character to fit his own means. And it's kind of he's brought it back to the Grant Morrison original roots. And there's a lot of sort of pop culture references and music references. And it's about sort of eighteen year olds because obviously the, the the main two characters are gay. Mm-hmm. Um, one's a um, the son of the Scarlet Witch. 
who never existed, who did exist. <laughs> and yes, that a, one. A, a, a scroll. Is it? I think, yeah, a scroll. So confusing. That, that, that's the thing, I never read the first volume, so I just know what I've been told or what I've Wikipedia'd or gleaned from various informations. But this, I really enjoyed the first four issues, and it, it's very much a sort of modern, sort of youth orientated book. Mm hmm. And it's, you know, it, it starts with... Trying to relive your youth there, Phil. Hmm? Trying to relive your youth there. I'm always trying to relive my youth, yeah. <laughs> I'm still young. I'm down with the kids and that. But no, no, but you, you get people, you get certain writers that come in and try to write an 18-year-old and you can tell that they have no fucking yeah. clue. They've never spoken to an 18-year-old <laughs> yeah. since they were 18. And, and Kieran Gillard, he does it really well. And there's, I mean, the opening scene of the first issue is basically Hawkeye. The, the female Hawkeye mm-hmm. waking up um, in a strange bed, and she's basically had a one night stand with Marvel Boy, right? Or you know, it appears a one night stand at first, and then she realises she's in space, and then the scrolls attack. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it, it, it's kind of it's going for that old sort of Claremont sort of soap opera kind of thing, mm-hmm. but with a very sort of youth orientated voice, mm-hmm. which Kieran Young does get. I thought I was reading that, but now I don't think I am, no. because that sounded really unfamiliar to okay. me. Okay. <laughs> but no, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying that, and, and, and yeah, I, I, I recommend that out of all Marvel now, that's probably my favourite thing that's come out of it. Mm-hmm. Do you read a lot of DC at all? I do, I do. You don't I'm, seem convinced by yourself. I haven't <laughs> been impressed with DC sort of lately. I kind of find that the, the quality's kind of, of stepped, you know, slipped a bit. Yeah. DC's a weird one for me at the moment because there are a lot of comics that I'm reading and I know that I'm enjoying them, but then when I finish them, I don't really remember what's happened and yeah. I can't really talk to people about them because it's like, oh, you know, that book where, the, you know, the guy did stuff and a, yeah, which is a terrible thing because I should be thinking, oh, yeah, what about that book where this happened and that happened and... I can't remember really anything. I, yeah, I, I, I find myself this, this, the cliffhangers don't hang mm. for me. What I found really odd was the whole um, the the issue of Batman where Robin died. Yeah, I'm talking so yeah. Yeah, because that was on the cover, which is a, a you know if you're gonna kill someone off, don't fucking telegraph it that ridiculous. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> no, well, you know, it's revealed in the major news the day before, sort of thing. But yeah, but. But you know, they managed to keep it quiet for three months beforehand, which in the internet's a pretty big thing. But I guess, yeah. But no, I mean that, that's you know Grant Morrison's character that he brought in and he's he's taken out before I he goes. I found it really and... odd though, because did you read that issue? The death issue, yeah. Yeah, I read that and I actually missed the part where he died first time I read it. Right. And I wasn't sure if that was just me being a dick, so I read it again. I was like, no, that's really not at all obvious. It's, it's like he's having a fight. He's on the floor. It, yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's very open ended. Yeah. So, I, don't, I don't, and I still don't think I know what happened there. I just know that at one point he was alive and then he wasn't anymore. That's how it happens. <laughs> and he probably won't be dead for very long. Well, there, there is always <laughs> that, isn't there? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but no, there's obviously the stuff they're, they're teasing, introducing the female Robin that was in The Dark Knight. Oh, oh yeah, no. but the, I don't... I, mm, I don't think they will. No? No. Mm. What's her name now? I want to say it's Carrie. Kel- Rich! It says it all, doesn't it? What's uh, Robin, girly Robin from. DK2. Yeah. Carrie Kelly. Carrie Kelly. Carrie Kelly. I was right with Carrie. I was impressed with myself there. 
yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I didn't read this very long ago at all. Um yeah, I don't know that they would introduce I mean that on the one hand I think it would be kinda cool if they did, but I think a lot of nerds would would get up in arms about that because it's it's not the Dark Knight Return. What are you doing? Uh, well, no matter what, what they like. do, they're going to get up in arms, aren't they? But That's true. I mean, it wouldn't bother me because at the end of the day, I don't see uh, the Dark Knight Returns and whatnot as really being within continuity. Well, because no, I mean, it definitely isn't. Definitely it's isn't. not. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, with the new 52, they, they've mm. introduced the character and they, they can do what they want with her. Yeah. Well, this is the other thing about the new 52 that I still don't quite get and they're not really making it clear and it's been like well over a year now. Yeah. Is what is and isn't part of continuity I really don't and this isn't me because at first I thought I was just being stupid or misremembering or whatever but the fact that a lot of the comics don't seem to know what the other comics are doing even though they've got the same characters in them Um, and a lot of them are acting like I mean for example the fact that the the Green Lantern ones are literally the same as they were prior to the, the New 52 Yeah, means that Everything that happened in the DC universe prior to the New Fifty Two should still be in continuity because it is for the Green Lanterns. They are playing, yeah. And it doesn't yeah. make sense to me. It's like either wipe the slate entirely clean and start entirely afresh, or just start new stories at issue one if you wanted to. And it was similar with <laughs> obviously Morrison's Batman Inc. and and when that came back and. Mm. But yeah, I mean, because the, the whole Pandora that they're doing stuff with aren't they yeah I don't character. random woman yeah. from I don't know well you know I mean it, it, it did the job it, it, it levelled the playing fields it got DC a lot more sales and it put comics back in the mainstream press for a bit and you know because before that DC's sales weren't worth you know taking a batter into marbles from what I've seen so it, it's done the job and it just continues to do so but there, there seems to be a lot of and again, this is probably completely unfounded and based on rumours and the internet and blah, blah, blah. So the editorial interference. Mm. Um, there seem to be a lot of people suddenly leaving DC books. Yeah, I've noticed that. <laughs> That's not a good sign for a company. Exactly, yeah. Really? But, I mean, my the last few months, the, well, the last few years possibly, the books I've been enjoying most have been coming from Image. And I really think Image had a, a great... 2012 and I think 2013 shaping up to be just well you know we're five months into it now but but I'm just gonna you know practically metaphorically jizz over Saga here oh I love Saga world, I absolutely love Saga does. yeah yeah it's brilliant that's the thing it's it's like you know any book that just has a line shoot me in a twat it's, it's just <laughs> it, that that just wins my approval. <laughs> I think that was I don't know if that was ten or eleven, but uh, yeah, that was again a couple of months ago. And yeah. I, I just oh. I just I love well I love Brian K. Vaughan, mm-hmm. um, and just yeah. So Saga is the first thing that I will read every month. And I do and tend to like when we get our batches of comics. I almost always either go to uh, Saga or TMNT, depending on which one, because I think IDW are releasing quite good stuff at the moment. Mm. Um, they are starting a new sort of run um, for the TMNT comic soon. That's going to have this guy on art who I've never heard before, but he did um, he did a TMNT mini like at the end of last year. Yeah. Um, I forget his first. I think it's Mateus, and then I, I want to say his surname Santaloku, but I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. But he Marto was amazing. Or something. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't he's know. got letters in his name. Yeah. yeah. And um, don't know. 
I'm sure I'm sure we pronounced them in the wrong order, but yeah. <laughs> um, his his art on that mini was brilliant, and I'm really because it's very sort of um, Kevin Eastman esque. Yeah, well, from, from what I've seen, IDW are really shrewd with their shrewd with their licensing, mm-hmm. and they're really good at picking up properties and, and doing stuff. And as I say, if it's hitting the nostalgia, because um, they've been doing the artist's edition from Kevin Eastman, etc. Mm-hmm. So I think he's got some kind of not Sorry. necessarily input into it, but yeah, yeah, but they, they've yeah. definitely consulted him. It's not like they've just bought the rights off him and just fucked him over. Yeah, it, it I think it's like be... consistently that and Saga and Little Depressed Boy and Chew are like my first Again, yeah, four yeah, things Chew. that I go for. Chew. I love Chew. Do you read Little Depressed Boy? Uh, I don't. I don't. No. I've read it's, a few. It's one of those books that like I am absolutely desperately in love with it. Yes. But I can totally see why other people wouldn't be, if that makes sense. Because if you if you don't if you want to read comics to read things that are different and not the sort of things that would actually happen to you in real life. Yeah. Then well, that, that's, that's why <laughs> you don't want to read the, little comics. Is the perfect do. escapism media and, and yeah. for that, and it's yeah. the, it's why certain things shouldn't be filmed and shouldn't be turned into TV, etc. But no, no, Chew is consistently good. I love Chew. Um, really liking Profit. Not which, really. It, it's a very sort of pulp sci-fi sort of title, mm-hmm. and considering it used to be very different and very sort of Rob Liefeld nineties. Superheroes, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, it, it's it's just been reimagined and it's taken a re- really sort of pulp science fiction sort of almost European thing. So that, that I really enjoy that. Nice. But yeah, no saga is just I, I, amazing. I, I don't think words were, can express um, how much I like that book. <laughs> me and Rich were talking the other day about uh, you saying about things that shouldn't go to TV and stuff, but we were talking about like properties we would like to see shows of, and I have always said that I think. The image comic proof would make such a brilliant TV series, um, because who wouldn't want to watch uh, a Bigfoot solving um, like supernatural crimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be kind of brilliant. I would definitely watch that. I mean, and that was uh, Riley Rosso on the artwork. Oh, I, I love his art. Who's, exactly. So good. Um, he's been doing loads of stuff for Image lately, and, and it's all yeah. been quality, quality stuff. I mean, his Bedlam. He's doing Nick Spencer. I think he's just left off the first arc. I've, I've really enjoyed that as well. Did you ever read, I think it was called Seven Sons or something along those lines? Seven something. Um, and he did the art for that and it was amazing. It was like it was based on an old myth. Um, it's really good. I have to dig it out and lend it to you if um, fucking like, be asked. Because I, I, I remember when he, he did some work for Marvel mm-hmm. on Dakin or Dakin or whatever his name is. The is that son Wolverine's son? Yeah. And it was, it was written by uh, Rob Williams. Okay. Um, and he, yeah. he did an arc on that, and it was like R- Riley Rosso did half the arc, and he did like a drug scene. So whenever Wolverine's son was high on these drugs, it was Riley Rosso's artwork, oh. and it really fucking worked. I was going to say I can't see that working exactly, on the normal exactly. Marvel his, his, level. His scratchy artwork really sort of fitted into that stuff. Mm. But yeah, no, I've, I've been again, you know, um, Bedlam proof again, both of image. So it's, yeah. it's been stuff that I've kind of really enjoyed. Image. Well, I think for me, it's a, 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 you can come in at ground zero. You can just read the first issue mm-hmm. and you don't need to get 20 years worth of backstory and, and whatnot. Yeah, and other comics that tie in. And I should um, I should try and read more Image, I think, because I think at the moment I'm only really reading Saga and Chew. Um, I mean, if you, really if you like Saga, I mean, um, Brian K. Vaughan, I fully, you know, in, in love with. Mm-hmm. I think he, he's rapidly becoming one of my favourite writers. And he's recently launched this uh, web, not web comic, but it's a digital comic, um, and it's called The Private Eye. Mm-hmm. Um, website something like panelsyndicate.com. 
not something like it is actually that. Um, <laughs> something exactly yes, like it's that. It's with him and Marcus Martin, and, and he, the artwork is amazing in it. And it's basically a. Um, it's just digital. Mm-hmm. There's going to be no prints of it. It's not through Comixology or anything. It's just the two of them with a server and PayPal, um, and you pay whatever you want for it. Oh. And it's DRM free, okay. so you can read it in you know your, your CBR reader, or you can read it in iBooks or in a PDF reader. Oh. And I think the first two issues have come out of that. That was two months ago, and essentially about a private eye in like a kind of futuristic world where everyone wears masks and has disguises kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that and that's that, that's been really good. I've been I loving that. The artwork is, is, is stunning. Mm-hmm. And it's like the first issue, I'm like, you know, I've liked some of his work. I'll, I'll pay 99 cents or 99 pence or whatever mm-hmm. just to see how it is. And I really enjoyed the first issue. So the second issue, I paid like three quid for it. Oh, that's nice just, of you. No, but it, it, it's just, it's, it's one of those books. And I, I just think that the money's not going to any other company. Yeah. It's not going to a businessman or a middleman or Apple or whatnot. And it's like they did the first couple of issues just off in their spare time. So it's now any money they make will pay for him to write the next issue and you mm-hmm. know, draw the next issue. And I think it's a really good sort of thing that, that it's, they're doing it off their own back. And yeah. no one's tried that yet. I mean, I know Mark Wade's been doing stuff with his thrill bent and his web comics. But it's, this is completely too great. It's just taking a chance. Mm-hmm. Speaking of digital comics, I don't suppose you happen to read Injustice. No. Gods Among Us. It's like it's uh, the tie-in comics to. Sorry, I'm just checking the battery life on my old laptop again. Um, it's yeah, it links into that new uh, game by the guys from Mortal Kombat. Okay. The DC game where right. you can just kick the shit out of each other, right. which seems like fun. Although Rich had a go at me the other day when we were watching a, a trailer for it, and Batgirl was beating up the Joker, and she kicked him through like about six walls, and he fell outside. And I was That's like, she's not got superpowers; she shouldn't be able to do that. And he was like, it's a fucking Mortal Kombat game. And then I felt a bit sad. Um, no, the, the the digital comic is pretty terrible. Right. Um. <laughs> It's like, I think it's all based around, if I'm remembering it rightly, it's all based around Superman loses Lois and decides that. No. What? <laughs> what is it then? I'll the just step away from this argument. Yeah. To think he's fighting Doomsday, but what he actually does, Superman murders Lois and they're unborn child. Right, yeah, so Superman off. loses Lois. She dies. That's what I'm getting at. Superman I want to give away the whole plot. Oh, all yeah, right, ladies, ladies. the Joker... Convince it like tricks Superman into killing the shit out of his own wife, uh, who he did not. Well, he had he just found out she was preggers. He heard the two heartbeats, didn't he? Yeah. Um. So he goes a little bit crazy out bonkers and decides that he's had it now with capturing people. It's all just going to be about if you if I see you doing something terrible, I will murder you in the face. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> a bit kind of Batman, Dark Knight. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so, like, a few of the... So, basically, the universe splits into factions, like those who think that Superman's doing the right thing by no longer standing for people like the Joker to be running around and doing the things that he does. Um, and then there's people like Batman who thinks that, no, we should still have this code of honour. We're, we're, we're going to become as bad as them if we keep murdering people ourselves. Right. Which... Is fine, except it's it's blatantly written by people who don't normally write comics and have had a sort of alrightish idea for a game. It's, that's the thing. It sounds <laughs> like they built this game, which is basically just people beating the shit out of each other, which and is what had you want to come up with a reason. Game. Yeah, and to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which it doesn't really work. Um, I forget who did the art on it. The art's forgettable. 
I mean, <laughs> I, I, DC have been doing a lot of sort of digital only or digital yeah. first stuff. I mean, it's not like they've got the Arrow comic and the Smallville comic and there's a Batman one and the, the Batman 66 sort of Jeff Parker one based on the uh, TV series. Oh, no Camp idea. TV series. Didn't know that. I want to read yeah. that. Is it good? I don't know. Oh. I don't know if it's actually out yet. Cool, that was later than we expected. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I will let you have a beverage. That, that was me. Yeah, we are sort of coming up to that point in time when I would normally wrap things up anyway, so Wee. you're all right to make loud noises and things now. Cool. Loud noises. <laughs> Is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we um, shut up? No, not really. You know, it's, I'm trying I to think. think. I did want to give an update on um, sock for Mrs. Dion. Yes. Yeah, um, a breastfield episode last month. And, we did. And it's now full of knockers. The dick, you know. <laughs> For some reason, now all I can think of is the song "Dick in a Box," um, which is fine. Um, yeah, sock. It didn't end the way that I thought it was going to end, uh, but it wasn't very good. And now I'm really sad because it was quite disappointing. He should stick to being a magician. Yeah. Well, the, th- the the annoying thing was that the book overall, up until the last sort of chapter, was really, really good and really interesting, and you were totally wondering where on earth it was going to go, and then it just went somewhere silly. I'm not going to spoil it because that's mean. But you personally weren't impressed. No. Others may like it. Indeed, exactly that. Others well, may that. recommend it on Amazon. A plus plus would buy again. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think they can still hear me from over by the fridge? Judging by the the spikes on the laptop, no. But yeah. Should I get... have my cider or my other Southern Comfort? Southern Comfort. It's what you know. It's my last can of beverage now because I've been classy drinking cans. Um. <laughs> that showed up really well on the mic. Yeah, so like I think I would recommend Sock in the sense that like um, it's an interesting story. Just don't expect a whole song and dance at the end because it ain't a musical. It ain't that good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really selling it, am I? No, Sorry, you're kind of Sorry Pendulet, I do love you really. Um, I don't think there's anything else I wanted to mention. Well, Phil. no, I could sit here and talk about the league and Sunny and Philly for hours, but oh. I think three of us would get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm always a bit saddened by the league because people seem to think that you should only watch it if you happen to like American football. But that's not really the joke. I've I've seen. I've, I've watched the Super Bowl and that's it. I know which nothing, Super Bowl. Every Super Bowl. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I was very excited this year because the team that I support won. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I only support them because um, Rich made me pick a team and named all the mascot type things, and I was like, "Ooh, Ravens, that'll do," because Edgar Allan Poe. It's good reasoning. But no, it's one of those things that came up on Netflix and it's like, you watch this, you may like this. Mm. And I did, and it was just funny. I love it, I do, and I'm, I'm sad by the number of people that won't watch it because they think you need to know about sports. Because you don't, I know nothing about sports. My knowledge of American football is, ooh, look at that guy, he threw it really far and then grabbed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that, oh, they've stopped again, cool, I can go and have a wee. That's why I like American football. You don't have to pay attention literally all the time like you do with a normal football game. Because they, they're break. stopped. Get a beer. They're stopped for most of it, you see. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the league is awesome. But no, it's you, you, you don't need to know anything about fantasy football no. or American football. Or no. You just need to have shitty friends yeah. that you can yeah. take the piss out of. Yeah. <laughs> and um, liking John Lajoie helps. Did you ever watch his YouTube videos yes, and things? Yes, yes. I love those. I can't remember how I accidentally stumbled upon them, but... No, I don't know how we did, actually. There was just something, like, one day, Rich was like, Stace, you've got to watch this video, and it was like, I think it was Everyday Normal Guy. Right. 
was the first one that I saw, which I thought was really funny. And now I actually don't think he's anywhere near his funniest. But no, no, that one still got me hooked. But yeah, that's good. Say some other words, Bill. Shall we just end it there rather than just right forcing yeah. words? No, all right. Uh, uh, just having a cry and just saying random words. I'm not going to have a cry. Oh, so I was going to try and make some drama out of the episode. You can make some drama, but I'm not going to cry. <laughs> Anyway, um, thanks for coming on the show, Phil. Thank you very much. It for feels me. really weird thanking you to your face. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, this is really well, disconcerting I've, to me. I've come a long way, you know. I've, I've gone out my all way, the way just from, to be here. All the way from over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it that way? That'll do. It's that way. They can't see where you're pointing to. No, so, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. Anyway, um, yeah, thanks. It's been good. Um, I have felt slightly embarrassed, but I'm sure I'll get over it. Yeah, I'm sure you'll edit it out. Eventually. That's fine. That's I don't good. know if drinking was a good idea. I don't think I'll do it again when I podcast. You're never going to drink again? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> when I podcast, okay, there's got to be a fine. caveat. I have to drink sometimes. Well, yeah. well, I don't have to, but I want to. If you don't that's drink, good. you die. Mm. You need some water. I was talking about booze, but... Um, if you don't drink, you die. <laughs> I will drink actual, you know, no, sensible meant, liquids. Um, <laughs> well, thank you for having me in your parlour. <laughs> that's all right. You can fuck off now. Thanks. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Ta-ra. I've done a wave. I always do a wave and I don't know why. Mexican wave. No, you can't do a Mexican wave on your own. There's two of us. That's stupid. Three of us. <laughs> Which? I'm not doing a Mexican wave. Ah, oh, ruined it for us. In that case, we'll just go.